into racing only better i am coming to you live from wolverhampton the sunny delights that is today and i am joined as always by the boys to preview the weekend's action on itv racing and it's jumps heavy finally champions day is behind us it's jumps heavy dan barbie you must be very happy about this oh naturally yeah gentlemen back on the running order Aintree's on Sunday as well, the two big guns. I was trying to work out where you might be at Wolverhampton. It looks like you've hired out one of those in running boxes for the days and you're going to make thousands. That's exactly what's going to happen, actually. Today today is the day for that, yeah. Um, TC, how are you? Yeah, all good. Yeah, good day of racing on Saturday. Good nine races, yeah. Yeah, Let we've got loads to get through. Kevin, all good? Good form, good form. And the, the field sizes are actually okay, so I can't even moan about that. <laughs> Nothing to moan about at the moment. Well, Kevin. we'll find just, something. Yeah, of yeah. course we'll find something. Just in the first 30 seconds of the show, there's nothing to moan <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, if you come to me first, you will get it in the first. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we go any further, don't forget Betfair's offer for the weekend. This applies to Friday and Saturday. If you bet 10 on multiples, get a free £10 bet back on multiples Friday and Saturday. So don't forget about that. Uh, we're going to kick off with Cheltenham. Uh, we've got four races to preview from there on Saturday. But first of all, TC, weather watch from you. How's the ground looking? What can we expect? Have they watered? Have they not watered? Well, they watered, but Cheltenham haven't told us how much they put on, which kind of like defeats the object of it, doesn't it? But it's kind of it. firm, good in places. Uh, there's it's a variable forecast. It's meant to be uh, meant to be some rain there this morning, but not a lot. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday afternoon. Uh, no matter... There is a fair bit of rain coming in on Friday, up to 8 to 10 mil. So if you work on the basis of good ground, you won't be far off. If they've overwatered, it might be heavy, but so who knows. OK, well, let's stick with you then, TC, for the 205 at Cheltenham. It is the handicap chase over the three miles one furlong, and the hollow ginge is currently at the top of the market off his summer break, the legend that is for the Twist and Davises. Tully begging there for Gordon Elliott. He's bringing a few also for this meeting, as he usually does. Which way did you land? Uh, just first things first, if you are betting in this race, Tully Beg is double-entered. Gordon Elliott's double-entered three of his horses on fr uh, Friday and Saturday, so... Um, that's puts a spanner in the works a bit, doesn't it? Uh, if there's a wall fall there, uh, I think, well, like most people, the hollow jeans is by far the most likely winner. Um, but his price just does not reflect his, his chance now, does it? I mean, the, the horse opened up 12s and 11s on Monday, it's now into 100 to 30 with a sports book, and I think seven to two is the, the top price anywhere, which is which obviously, when you look at his overall profile, just totally just like. It's very easy to resist, but on the plus side, he's got a brilliant seasonal record, two wins, two seconds and, and a third and an unseat. And the unseat came at a first fence at Kelso a couple of years ago. He's £10 lower than just by a head in this race last year when, when they pulled 10 lengths crew of the third. So he, he's handicapped to do it. As I said, he's, his overall profile is just one hit and 10 misses isn't it and um but so that that will be a worry but on the upside is you know he's going to be primed for this meeting you know he goes well fresh but you know he's one of those it's one of those bets where you know seven to two hundred to thirty no six to one yeah so okay. i couldn't back him at his current price but uh fully see the case of him the hollow jeans most likely winner a bet no Okay, no bet race for Tony, but like you said, the Hollow Gin's most likely winner. Is that the way you're going as well, Dan? Well, I don't think pricing him up is that easy, really, because 
what you can say, although he's got lots of blobs on his record, is as Tony said, if you if you distill that down to the runs first time out, then he feels far less likely to blob. And when you say he's a five to one chance, and you're looking at that as an each way proposition potentially, so that the five to four makes no appeal that he finishes in the first three. But the fives win only when you condense it down to what he's done first time out was fine. And I'm and I certainly wouldn't want to be laying a hundred to thirty three to one plus because I do think it's that simple. If he runs his race, he'll beat these. I remember I put him up last year, didn't I? Napped him at a massive price and he looked all over the winner. Definite plan was entered for this race. And I don't know if God has been scared off, but he hasn't declared him. Uh, he'd have been vastly worse off at the weights with the hollow ginge. And it's just cup final territory. Twister will have had this race in mind. And I know he blew out essentially after last season's run, but he did finish ninth in a Hennessy when things didn't go his way. So, yeah, not an easy horse to price up, no doubt about it. But I think you're backing him to show his form. And I don't think that's a threes, 100 to 30 chance. Okay. Can we move on then? There's no suggested bet, Dan. Elsewhere. No, I, I'm saying it on a positive, really. It's, it's, one horse can back in the race. It's him win only at 100 to 30. Okay, okay. Let's move on then. I thought you were going to finish that by saying, but the good each way option here is, or the good place option is, but neither of you have delivered that. So we Co- can move well, on. Just quickly mention Corsa Ren, just because I think he <laughs> wants the rain and he wants the water in. He's the alternative, but I just think the hollow ginger will be too well handicapped. Okay. Um, Marston Holdings hurdle over the two miles and half a furlong the, at the 240. Oh my god, did you guys hear that? I hope you drive on, Vanessa. Drive uh, on. Sorry, sorry. Uh, this is where Pied Piper Night Salute. This is a tasty race, Kev. You can go first in this. Pied Piper is the even money favorite at the moment. Night Salute next best at seven to four in here. Uh, decent contest reappearing after they met at Aintree. Yeah, proper race. It's just a conditions hurdle, but it's worth a good few quid and it's after attracting a grade one, one, two from entry, like you say, um, like super controversial finish. I'm sure we all remember it. Um, dead heat and a night salute got it outright in the stewards. Um, the heavy debate on that one, really tight call. Um, to me, Pied Piper was the best horse on the day. I dare say, I think Davy Russell would have been headbutting a wall in the way room afterwards because um, he wouldn't have been happy with the ride he gave the horse. I'm nearly sure he said as much himself immediately after the race. He just got there too soon, basically. And um, that was his undoing. He was the best horse on the day. I suspect he's the best horse all told. Um, such are the conditions of this race. The race off levels here. And look, the market is fairly well in tune to, to my way of thinking, um, given the gap between the two of them. Um, so I don't know if there's a strong bet in there at those prices. Maybe it'll get a little bit closer. Um, come the off if uh, if there's confidence behind Night Salute, but um, I favour Pied Piper. Give a mention to Bella Scintilla as well. Joseph sending her over. A um, bit of a fact finding mission. She gets loads of weight from the big two. Um, she might be better going the other way around, but um, the lads were keen to have a look at her around Cheltenham to see um how she handles that. So yeah, we'll see how she goes. If she finished a close up third behind the big two, that would probably be considered a good result. Okay, we'll keep an eye out for her then. What about you, Dan? Pipe, pipe, a night salute, or anywhere else? Just reiterate the um, prices again, V, because that's pipe, a bit pipe, of a change. Money favorite. Yeah. Night salute seven to four. Yeah, that's that has gone to the right direction, hasn't it? I think they were pretty right. much impossible to split earlier in the week. One thing I would say, just to add to it, no much, not much more to add, but look at the SPs of the horses when they've met each other previously. 
at Aintree, one was 14s and the other was 10 to 11. Pipe Pipe was 10 to 11. In the Triumph, Pipe Pipe was 7 to 2 and Night Salute was 16s. And the market's very much heading there. In my opinion, rightly, he's heading the way of um, Elliot's again. Okay. TC, have you got anything to add away from Pipe Pipe or is it a unanimous vote for the favourite here? Yeah, I'll, I'll own up. I did have a little bit on Bella Scintilla when the, oh. market, oh. the Sportsbook market opened up at 14s. Uh, Was that three places? Or... No, no, just win only. Um, oh, right, okay, yeah. Win only at 14s on Thursday morning. Um, so now 11s. The 11s is still top price in the market. Now, there is a worry. Uh, the worry is the, the way she jumped at Kalani last time. She jumped out to her right, and if she does that here, then it's, you know, I'm not saying it's goshen territory but um it would be it would be a big worry but you know and the kalani one told you very little but you know it tells you she's fit and you know if you the official ratings i mean she's getting 15 pound from the top pair of both carry eight pound penalties and if you the official ratings are any guy then she's bang there on the premises from from that point of view and obviously she's got plenty of experience in uh, over fences and hurdles in france so yeah i'm i'm worried about I'm worried about the the jumping right um, and the correcting afterwards, but you know at 14s and and possibly at 11s, then you know, I think she could get the, give the top two who are penalised something to think about. So yeah, the Joseph O'Brien horse. Yeah, as a final flourish, okay. one thing that would put me off taking short now about Pied Piper is the fact that Brennan, who's on night salute, basically owns this meeting, doesn't he? When they've had a bit of rain and they <laughs> stuck some water on, he just goes as wide as humanly possible, basically in the in the betting ring, isn't he? And it can flatter horses that he rides. So that that's enough to stop me betting this race. Good old okay. Milton. He's on, he's on fire, isn't he? So, yeah. Mm. Milton, yeah. <laughs> Kevin laughing away. Oh. Let's move on. Yeah, because to... I know Tony's thinking. <laughs> Funny enough, I saw I, there was an old um, there was an old clip of Belinda Carlisle. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, Happy strings. <laughs> the three fifteen lads over there the must two be miles. Strong strings then. Gosh, <laughs> now pipe down. Looses. Handicap chasing Pied thirty Piper grand. Down. 30 grand up for grabs in this race. Plenty of prize money. Clear the runway is the favourite 5 to 2. Dad's lad next at 7 to 2. Edited the Geet for Gary Moore at 7 to 2. Um, Dan, let's start with you, seeing as you've been the best behaved on this podcast so far. Yeah, I would never prefect at school. I was too mischievous, but maybe I can get really? on that sort of, sort of. I was going to say posthumously, but I'm not actually dead yet. You weren't, um, you weren't a prefect. You were perfect, Dan. You were just dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that. Um, yeah, I am quite, I am uh, four out of five strong here, I'd say, on the top pass, Editor de G. Oh. even went to the trouble of texting Hayley Moore and saying, is he an intended runner early in the week? Um, and she said, oh, they're schooling him on Friday. So I guess, um, I guess that is very much the plan. I just think he's much better than these. Now, I'll, my, ne- my negative is that first time out last season, when I thought he got ridden quite aggressively at Ascot, you could say he was in need of the outing, but I th- I don't think he can waste runs with a horse like this now. He's in that territory where he's not far off graded level. I don't think you're thinking of handicaps later in the season. You can't be thinking of grand annuals when you're off 153 because you're just wasting seven months of the campaign. Um, he's given £11 all around to a lot of horse. I really like clear the runway, but he's done it at Worcester and Cartmel. Um, El Baracho, I saw him win an egg and spoon at Weatherby the other day. 
Whereas Eddie Dejit has this really good course record on good and good to soft. He's run twice and he was won on both occasions. His fourth was in a grand annual on heavy. Remember that was the day um, where the ground was absolutely atrocious. And I just don't think that suited him. I think that blunted him slightly, but he still ran really well under the circumstances. I think he'll bounce out on ground. Hopefully it isn't bottomless and just whiz around here. I don't see Efenok Fizz being able to take him on. She's not very big. I think the demanding fences will just get her out of rhythm very early. I think he'll get the race to himself, and I think he'll win, dare I say. Like it. I like the case. Very well made by Dan. TC, can you beat that? Yeah, I've had an early bet in this race. Oh, um, I bet the side at 12s. He actually opened up at 16s with the sports book, but that went very quickly, but that wasn't me. Um no, I like Poseidon here. First one for Gordon Elliott. Um, a, a big um, a big pointer of mine. You know when they racing post do these stable tours, if they don't mention a horse, <laughs> I always, always, my ears prick up. And Gordon didn't. He did three separate articles with Jennings and Poseidon wasn't mentioned. So it was Love like it. Joseph. Joseph well, didn't even mention this race, uh, uh, the previous race, for, for Bella Scintilla. So that was obviously... A late decision, but anyway, besides it's a unique betting angle, that it's a new, unique betting angle in there. Well, no, just read, read the stable tours if they yeah. don't mention <laughs> them, tip them. Yes. they're obviously working terribly, so they don't want to mention it. This is gonna get smashed from 12s to fours, and they're gonna say, Oh, yeah, we didn't tell the racing post, did we? Um, yeah, anyway, coming back to this horse, ex Charles Burns horse, uh, obviously, very, very hit and miss, very the hollow ginge like but um when he's good he, he's very good and the key to him is good ground over fences he's two best runs over fences been on good ground a close second to embittered at kalani and he won a valuable cork handicap chase uh um of a mark of 130 after which he went up to a mark of 139 now the uk handicapper has whacked on four pounds to his irish mark which brings him up to 139 so you know, if he comes back to that court run, he, he's got definite potential here. And that court run was was very good. He, he won really easily. Uh, and the second actually went, went on to uh, win a big handicap at Levenstown on Boxing Day. So if he comes back to his two best chase starts, both on good ground, um, and he has got form in very testing ground over hurdles as well, off of Poseidon on his first run for Gordon. Um, I couldn't understand why he was 12, to be honest with you. And as for... Uh, and the reason I, the shape of the race could work in his favour as well. He has gone forward in the past, but the two best runs were in held up. Five of the seven in here like to go forward. Uh, I know Editor is likely to win that battle, but the race could set up for him as well. Now, I thought 12 beside him was one of the okay. best weekend. Okay, both lads have, have swerved the top two in the market. Well, the top two that are there currently clear the runway and dad's lad for Willie Mullins. Kevin, where did your pin land? I am with the geese, editor de geese. Oh um, yes, for, for all the, for all the reasons that Dan mentioned. Um, Niall the hooligan Hulahan is back on board. Ooh. He he won twice on him last year. Uh, I don't think that's his nickname, but there's a, a there was a UFC fighter called Paddy the hooligan Hulahan, which I thought was a fabulous <laughs> nickname. <laughs> all the older viewers, if they watch uh, Mash, they'll they'll be calling him Hot Lips. Hot Lips Hulahan was a character. You're showing your age there now, TC. Mash, Jesus. <laughs> 53, but I don't look it, do I? <laughs> <laughs> All that but work you've had then. 
uh, <laughs> I favour him. Um, it could be a, a shade of a burn-up, which is slightly concerning, but um, he's the class act, isn't he? And he clearly loves it around Cheltenham, around great at the Festival of March. Um, Efren Fizz, I, I give her a quick mention because um, Keen Collins has done a super job since getting her. I'm just out with my, with my kind of race planning head on. I'm just surprised he's running here. Um, because they, they have a, the, the rules are different in the UK with regard to um, being allowed to run off lower hurdle marks and lower chase marks relative to the other mm. the discipline. And what like, missed over that? Yeah, she's only rated 114 over fences in Ireland, and um, she's got to run off her hurdle mark, which is like 133. So, wow. um, like she's very wrong. She's very wrong at the weights. Um, so uh, yeah, I hope she goes to Winsford now. It's a great pot if it worked out, but you just fear for them that she'll kind of run well and get a few quid for finishing second or third and go up a stone in the weights for her trouble. But um, look, the time will tell. Kevin, not happy with the race planning situation there. Um, <laughs> it's never happened on your watch, would it, Kev? That sort never. of mess up. Never. <laughs> uh, let's what move work here would you have done first, see? see if just uh, I'm reflecting back on that. If you had to pick, what would you do? The t- turkey transplant on the head. <laughs> nah, there'd be no point in going for that. Go for the, the tea point here, because then it looks like you frown less with the Botox. And that leads us nicely on to the Botox. Qualifier, where the Botox, Botox has. is the six to two second favourite. See what the I did there? Point. So, uh, uh, TC, you can go first here. Shoot first is the five to one yeah. favourite for this. Both yeah, also, the what I like in here is, is called an extra six inches. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I want to be six five. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, got wow. a, I want to play basketball for a living. You've got a terrible <laughs> one track minds, a lot of you. Uh, no, actually, Botox Heart is one of the what I'd like three in. I've narrowed it down to three. Okay, give us your three. Go on then. Botox Heart, <laughs> Fergal. Fergal's got a brilliant record oh, from other yards. And I thought, did uh, did they leave it out you or whatever they uh, they call it? I thought that was very solid after a four foot chip. So I was going to ask Dan a quick question here. Yes, sir. What, how have they got away with Botox Heart only being raised? A pound for the national. Yeah, team. when when he beat a hundred and fifty eight rated horse um, by length, only get only only giving only getting six pounds, and you've got guard your dreams. You've got Mon Morale right behind them, well beaten off. How the hell does Botox Haas, who's got really good calls for him, goes really well when fresh? How does it only get a pound rise for that, Dan? No, nope, but it's just a decision they made. Obviously, they obviously viewed. They probably looked at him and thought, well, he's been beaten in handicaps. Don't think it's fair to whack him up. But I agree with you that he's ended up top rated with Timeform by several pounds for that reason that we took a yeah, idea in the BHA. It this, was... is, this is the start of it now. At last, there's something to moan about. We can definitely moan oh, about no. the, the British handicapping of the home-based handicappers, which, of course, <laughs> we were on top of all last season. They were trying to fix the handicaps at the Cheltenham oh, Festival, no. literally. And it succeeded to a great extent. This is just another example. If, uh, if this happened in Ireland, the horse would have got ten pounds. We don't need but, to yeah, start this rant now. Literally, he, he was he was double the price during the week, but I think the sportsbook are top price with an extra place. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, he he's won first time out um, in 2019, 2020. He fell uh, when first time up last year. Uh, so again, shades of hollow ginger about going well when fresh. I think he's incredibly solid at sixes with the extra place. And yeah, I might go that way. Is it, I might go that way each way, Botox. I haven't made my decision now, but like I said, the, the, the final, 
I've got three against the field at the moment, but Botox are, is the most likely winner, the best handicap, got the form, go well fresh. What's not to like? Perhaps yeah, uh, I, I not, told Dan about this one as well when he asked. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not saying... I'm not saying they'd put a horse away in February till October, but you can understand why you wouldn't go for any graded prizes in the spring, can't you, if all was well, when you've only got a pound for doing that. Well, haven't they changed the have they changed the per temps this year? Yeah, Is first there, four now. Uh, first four, first yeah, four. yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, looked up and it was the... one two six bottom weight last year, but it looks a bit of an outlier. We're getting charged yeah, yeah, that by the boss man. Definitely so. more like low mid. Uh, sorry, mid mid one turkeys normally. But if this horse was trained by by someone that really had a big focus on Cheltenham, you know exactly what would happen here, don't you? They yeah. creep they creep around there and finish fourth, um, and, and plug away for for a couple of months, and you know because it was the most generous piece of handicapping. It's right up there with Langer Dan. We can put that into the British Handicapping Hall of Fame. This this wow. treatment, I think. We'll keep we'll keep track of these lads. We're holding the accountable. You're not you don't get to get away with this now. Um, okay. I, I I'd be tempted to put him up, but I just the, the sneaky the sneaky Simon and me would say that if he were mine, <laughs> I'd be delighted to finish for it. Um, so who I'll are put, you putting up? Kansas City Chief horse and ties in with him. We know all about him. He's a million years old. Um, <laughs> you know, Ryder gets on really well with him. Um, Victoria Mazard and look goes really well around Cheltenham. We'll buck off in front there. And you know how last season came on nicely from first run to second, and I just wouldn't be surprised if he'd hang in there and run well and, and hit the frame at the very least at a big price. And it's a lovely horse, you know. You give, give him a good roar, lads. Great house set of connections as well. So um, Kansas City Chief for me, but Botox has is the one to to have your to to be watching the whole way because um, yeah, this could be one that I'm moaning about all oh, season long. Well, that'll be, that'll be delighting. The delight to our listeners is just something more for Kevin Blake to moan about. Uh, Doncaster, we need to move on to next. Weather watch, please, TC. What's happening over there? Doncaster, I'll get you the current. The Don- Doncaster's currently about good to soft, soft in places. They're expecting, we're doing this on Thursday afternoon, they're expecting 12 mil throughout the day on Thursday and a little bit on Friday. So I'm working on the basis of soft stroke heavy. Okay, perfect. Thank you. And we'll kick straight on with you then for the six furlong Doncaster Stakes, the listed race. Aesop's Fable is at the top of the market, uh, 11 to 10. Bresson's in there. Um, where who do you fancy in this? Have you got a strong view over the six furlongs here? Yeah, before the prices came out, um, started filtering through about half 11. Um, I was very keen to take a swing on Hispanic because. I thought um, he was ridiculously impressive in first-time blinkers at the Cara last time. Now, the form isn't great. Um, the overall time wasn't great. But go and have a look at the win. The, 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 the manner in which he kind of, like, responded to the first-time blinkers there was was pretty phenomenal, really. So I was looking to get up with him. But given the lowly nature of the form and the time, etc., I was hoping for a lot bigger than fives. Now, the sportsman of fives, and that is top price top price around, I think, um, as, as we record now. Um, so I can't be with him at the current prices. But, yeah, I, I thought I'd much prefer him over the um, over the, the stable first string, Aesop's Fables. And I know that one's coming down from the Dewhurst to here, but they expected a lot better from him at Newmarket. And, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sold on the horse. I think he's, I think he's regressed since, um, since mm-hmm. that went in the futurity. So I think he might be a favourite to take on on bare ground. Yeah, Hispanic for me, if I can get eight to one plus, but I'm not touching him at fives. 
Okay, second string of Aidan O'Brien's for TC. Kevin, are you taking? Are you going with the Irish or taking them on? Yeah, I was leaning the same way as TC actually, because like oh. him, I, I was super impressed with Hispanic. Like he, he, that was fairly spectacular. Now, um, the time would, would worry you slightly, but um, I don't think there were complete mugs in behind, uh, and he put them away by you know national hunt distance. Um, Aesop's fables have liked them all the way through, but I, I, I don't know if dropping the six is kind of the solution. Um, on pedigree, you'd say, oh, yeah, of course, you know, because he's, he's bred to be a sprinter, really. You know, he's, he's by Nona and a half to Washington, D.C., who is a, a proper five furlong horse. So you can see the case, but he doesn't shape like a six furlong horse to me. I think the ground will be fine. Like he lifts his knee and his action's a bit rough. So I actually think it might, the ground might help him. But, um, you know, I think unless this turns into a really heavy test, at the trip, I think he might just be a little bit caught out for toe, possibly. So at the prices, I, I was marginally favouring Hispanic. Okay, two votes for Hispanic. Dan, where did your pin land? Um, to be honest, I've had quite enough of flat racing for this season after my run of wretched naps. But I'll give Al Desim a mention. Um, I think the sixth furlong could improve him. It's only his third start since uh, joining uh, George Bowie. I don't, I'm not saying he's better than Philip Art Defoy. There's probably not much between them, but he's a trainer I really, really like. And a trip angle and a horse who I thought did pretty well to win at Wolverhampton when he's only market rival. So I got first run on him. He mowed him down late on. Okay, let's move on to the big group one on the card, the Verton Futurity over the mile. Uh, August Roden is the five to four on favourite. Epic Tetris next at 100 to 30. Stormbuster in there, 15 to two. Holloway Boy again after disappointing, not disappointing, not having any luck at Newmarket last time with the visor on now at 10 to one. Bit of an unknown and King of Steel in there. Um, Tony, let's come to you first for the group one. Who do you fancy? Um... Yeah, I mean the the case for August Rodan is is quite is quite straightforward, isn't it? Really, even though the horse, the filly he beat uh, Leopardstown last time, got stuffed in the Group Three next time, uh, Caroline Street, I think it was. And it's quite interesting because when we did the um, our Royal Ascot preview, I, I spoke to Ryan the night before, just trying to go through maybe likely runners and stuff like that. And the way he was talking about August Rodan there was. They clearly think he's a complete top-notcher. Um, but I don't think his form matches his price at the moment for the reasons I just outlined for the letters down from. Um, I've backed uh, Salt Lake City, the, the second string. I don't normally bet in, in two-row races. But again, I was waiting for the prices to come through and I wasn't expecting. But there was 20s opening with a sports book. It's 16's top price now and it's 19 on the exchange at the moment, but I'll be backing in win only because I'm a bit worried about the non-runners I normally am. But yeah, this Salt Lake City, right? If you if you if you ignore the convivial run where he beat two home uh and just didn't run his race, uh I'm 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 probably I'm pretty sure it was the good to firm ground at York that day that w- was responsible for the blowout. It, it just, if he didn't run in that race, I'm telling you now, he would be about five, six to one second favorite in there, because obviously. He's second to our Wiffer first time up when an unconsidered 12 to 1 chance that day. And our Wiffer, I think he had the benefit of running, was twos on. And obviously, we know what our Wiffer's done since. And I love it. It was really impressive. At, um, at, I won't say the track because I always, I always don't know. Navan! Navan. He encountered soft ground for the first time there. Uh, and I thought he was devilishly impressive. But again, the, you know the you know the depth of the form is probably not there, but he can only win it as he did. 
and just tie it in with the Al River form first time up and the fact that they're coming here. I think Aiden had eight of the 17 at the five day stage. The fact that he's coming here with two, I mean, I'm, I'm really, I mean, if, if all eight stand their ground, um, and he's still a double figure price near the off, I'll, I'll be getting stuck in each way. But at the moment, I backed Salt Lake City, uh, 16s and 20s and 18s. I think I backed it three times already. So yeah, I think he's massively overpriced, Salt Lake City. So second time in a row you're going for the second string of Aiden O'Brien's TC. Yeah, I'm back. Are you, are you, I haven't backed this panic yet. Okay. Are you going the same way, Kevin? Are you following suit like you did last race? No, no, I'm gonna be slightly boring here. Um I think I think the Fav is a real one. Um okay. as as TC says, like it's been difficult not to be taken with the chat, you know, from from, from a long time ago, you know, pre Ascot. Oh come on, um, you're not a man who engages in that sort of stable chip. No, no, no. There. I'll I'll get on to I'll get on to the, the nitty-gritty and the men of Vanessa. What people like to hear about the chat. They love the chat. You love the chat. We all love the chat. Hey, I love the chat. Um, like, if, if you go back and look at his run first time, he was second to Crypto Force, who's you know gone on to win the Beresford. But on the day, like Augustine Protat was like horrifically unlucky, really. And um, he got a nightmare spin and flew home. Um, and you know, he would have been heavily, heavily for you. I think I'm nearly certain he was the anti post fab for the Chesham, but they decided to wait. Um, that they felt that you know he is next year's horse. We don't want to bust them to get to, to get to basket, etc. Took their time with him. Wedding one is made and very well, short price. And last time I thought he was very good. Um, look, dropped in, took a, a good enough hold now, but made good headway. Got to the lead very easy. And for me, he he's bone idle in front, like notably idle. His whole head carriage and demeanor changes when he gets to the front. He starts edging off to his right. Um, he's absolutely extracting the Michael um, for the whole for the whole for the whole final furlong, and um, yeah, I think he's very good. Love his pedigree, love him to look at, love his action. He just he's a horse to really hang your hat on now. And while you know, I don't think he'll want a slog as such. At least he showed at Leopardstown last time that he handles a good cut. So while um, Epictetus, Epictetus, however you want to pronounce it, that's probably completely butchered. Um, in fairness, he ran a smasher for uh, one so inexperienced in the autumn stakes, but I think he might just be unfortunate to bump into a real one here in Auguste Rodin. Okay, a vote for the favourite, a vote for the second oh. string, Dan. So many pronunciation butcherings, I suspect, there, but then I... <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, 60 mile an hour gusts in Manchester last night, and as I'm known for being very windy, I'm going to uh, I'm going to live up to that by putting up Holloway by winning place. I think the visor oh. could improve him. He, yeah. he strikes me as a horse that hasn't always knuckled down. That's sometimes a bit deceptive to these big white faces. It's more noticeable when they're going off a true line. But um, yeah, I've, I've thought twice at Goodwood as well when he looked like he'd come through to win the race. Perhaps he lacked a bit of focus there. He just didn't get a run, I didn't think, in the autumn stakes. He wanted to open up earlier. The visor works. I think he'll be placed. If the ground was good, I'd be with you, Dan. But, geez, I'm worried about the ground. But I'm like, he's a particularly good mover. Yeah. And if, if, it gets, if it gets testing, I'd be like, oh, God, I'd be worried. But, but yeah. I do. I'm with you. I'm, I, I do. I like him. I think the visor will help us. Just the ground was the thing that put me off. What I'm hoping is the Ulysses side, I think, a bit of stamina. If it does become a bit of a war of attrition, that might. I'm sure there'll be others that'll be suited by it, too. Okay, a vote for the favourite, a vote for the Aiden second string, and Holloway Boy, we're going in again with him. It's been a big talk. Surely have the winner between us. Please, God. <laughs> Jesus Famous Christ. last words. Yeah, we won't. We definitely what won't. price is King of Steel? It's the biggest horse I've ever seen. It looks like a five-year-old. 
the 410 is playing four places uh the virgin bet handicap it's class two it's over the five furlongs uh last race we were discussing at doncaster kim and grace is the favorite 92 came from the dark um six to one lullaby lullaby bay is sixth one as well designer seventh one nice open five furlong handicap for us tc who do you fancy uh, I put up came from the dark oh, uh, eight yes. on oh. Monday on Tuesday. Um, I think he's got a lot going for it. Um, say we were in good form. Um, this horse came back from a, a 133 day break and I thought shaped quite promising in the listed race at Ascot last time. Got two pounds from it. It's on a mark of 102, just a pound higher than his last run in handicap company when he beat Garris, who's obviously franked the form since at Newbury last year. Um, and he's only a pound high, and that's it, despite winning a group three um, subsequently. So he'll love the grounds, uh, got everything for it. Safi's taking off free, racing league star Safi. And um, yeah, I he got a lot going. The only negative is two runs at Donny, two poor runs. But apart from that, uh, I, I put him up at eight to win only on Tuesday. He's now sixes, uh, four, four places with the sportsbook. They're giving you an extra place here. So I think that's comparable. I'd be disappointed if he's not in the first four. And I'm also going to have a bet at the enhanced place terms on Count Dorsey. Was, um, did really well against a draw bias last time. And off a mark of 87, soft ground lover. Again, he's got to go well. I know these sprint handicaps are a bit of a lottery and they're never my my favourite punting medium, but no, I think, I don't think you can go far wrong. Back in, came from the dark and um, Count Dorsey each way, four places. Count Dorsey okay. 15 to two, I think. A couple of selections from TC. Dan, over to you. Do you have a strong fancy in this? Uh, Hard to have a strong view, I suppose, in a race like this. Yeah, I can so see those two from TC. You'd think Donny would really suit the top horse, wouldn't you? I don't know why he hasn't fired in two runs. I, th- I do think the bottom horse he's mentioned, though, he mentioned Botox has been quite Nicely treated by the handicapper. Look at the horses. Mac, it, it was only near the post that McEnar collared him at Musselburgh. Collared her, should I say, at Musselburgh in a race where McEnar was massively favoured by the weights. There were other much higher rated horses in and around and indeed behind Lullaby Bay swept through. And yeah, on the balance of her form, it'd be easy to assume, oh, maybe she's a bit flattered by it. But if she isn't, I think she's overpriced win only. If that's just a suggestion that she's really got her act together, 83, a pound lower than her last handicap, despite pushing McInar to a, a Nats you-know-what, I think is very, very hmm. fair. Okay, okay. Another potential handicapping leniency Dan's managed to pull out the bag there. Kevin, what about you? Anything else to add? Yeah, I came from the dark will do for me. Um, I put him up Andy Post for the King stand last year, so... <laughs> I fancied him for that. I better fancy him <laughs> off 102 here. Um, look, I think that there was much to like about the run last time. He looked like a horse on the way back. Now, where they're, you know, it's all happening a bit late for him in the season and he needs another run to get cherry ripe. I don't know, but I think he's worth taking a chance on. He's well handicapped. You know, faster to go in front of him, the better. Um, you know, mm-hmm. any, any rain that arrives, I don't think is going to be a problem for him. And yeah, middle draw will hopefully end up where he needs to be. And, uh, under Saffron Osborne, that'll do for me. The, the, uh, and up just a quickly, another plus there. Um, that was his second wind up before he ran last time. And the previous wind up, he won second time up. So this oh, is- could follow suit again. Lightning could strike twice. And Safi and 
Ed, in great that's the tricaster, really, I think. He's one of these sprint handicappers got so much going for him, he's gonna finish last. <laughs> <laughs> Always the way. Let's move across to Newbury and back over to Weatherwatch with Tony Calvin. Uh, <laughs> regular feature. Do I get an extra money for doing this? Uh, um, I don't know why. Michael Dish over there. All of a sudden, Michael but Dish. It feels right. <laughs> like Michael Kish. Uh, uh, it's good to soft, soft in places. Uh, upwards of nine mil at Newbury tomorrow. So if you're at Newbury tomorrow, Dan, bring your wellies. I want you to mate. start doing this. You know, like I want you to be looking at one of those fake screens and saying, you know, we've got clouds coming up from the south across the country. I think you should start doing that to get junior to get the, the grandson to scroll some pictures of clouds <laughs> on your wall <laughs> do, I look like a, do i look like a blonde attractive female yeah. no you definitely don't <laughs> <laughs> okay newbury uh let's we've got two races to kick on with from newbury the horace hill the group three of the seven furlongs two-year-olds obviously striking star at the top of the market two to one um kevin let's start with you this time around you can have your fancy dance here, Vanessa, your, your, your maiden winners, your novice winners and your unbeaten ones, etc. I'm going to go for a hardy old slogger there with loads of experience. Uh, Gray's Monument um, is completely unsexy. Um, no it one. Was, I know the really feeling. Incredibly unsexy. I think we, mo yeah, most, I know of the males, most of the males in this can relate. Um, <laughs> you know, last one to get picked for a dance out in the dance hall on a Saturday night. But uh, Grace Monument, Monument, it might not stop him from stealing the show. Um, very slow starter, but blinkers on the last twice has transformed him. And he absolutely danced in off a of mark of 86 in a, in a valuable nursery at York last time over the mile. And um, coming back to seven here, I'm hoping will be mitigated by the hoped and anticipated deluge of rain that comes. And yeah, I just think he might be a little bit too sharp for some of these. Um, stays really well, simple ride. Um, there'll be a few fancier ones in there with maybe more long-term promise, but I suspect he'll be hanging in there and setting a good high bar for them. Okay, Gray's Monument for Rafe Beckett, Richard Kingsgate in the saddle, sixth one at the moment with all the experience. Dan, uh, are you in agreement with that or elsewhere? Uh, I'm not going to lie, I think it's basically impossible. Uh, I will. <laughs> okay, but, great. Um, but, you uh, hate maybe... the two-year-olds. You just hate the two-year-olds. Get them wrong so often, it's just sort of... Desen should be desensitized to it really but i wonder if the, the biggest danger might be in race so unstable because promoters from that very good family that he's excel with an oaks winner in there isn't there etc and there was money for her off a break when she um when he sorry got off the market chips all last time and any increased emphasis on stamina will be in his favor based on pedigree but no it won't be better in it Okay, promotes getting a mention there. Uh, Ross Ryan and Saddle for Rafe Beckett, 16 to 1, one of the outsiders in the field from Dan. Uh, TC, did you have a strong view in the Horace Hill? I did. Probably the my strongest one of the weekend. Oh. oh and it's the same go. as Mr. Blake. Oh, yes, the unsexy horse. Oh. I, How's that not better uh, in two yard races treating you, uh, TC? Bringing on, bring on sexy back. I'll, oh, tell yes. you about, I'll tell you about quarter four on Saturday. Yeah. Um, yeah, for all the reasons Kev said, I think you want to you want to you want to grind up in and it's like I said, if it's if that forecast is right on top of that there, on top of that uh, current forecast, uh, that forecast going, um, I think he's gonna be borderline heavy. Um yes. and you just want you just want something that's attritional, it's gonna go, keep grinding. He might have been a little bit flattered at York last time uh, because he got the rail, but the way he pulled clear, I mean, obviously that was over a mile, seven furlongs, deep ground, 
bang in his favour. He's up there on the on the time figures. Uh, I backed him at sevens and thirteen to two. I think he's probably nearer a nine to two shot. So yeah, I'm. I've had a good go on that already. Gray's Monument. Yeah, I agree, oh, yeah. I agree with old uh, Hairweave there. Come on, <laughs> the, the unsexy and nice. <laughs> There you go, the unsexy one. I really didn't think any of you were going to go for that option in that race. And we haven't mentioned a load of nice first time out winners. And as Kevin says, swankier types. But that's the way we roll on this podcast. Last race. Rather than a mud walk. <laughs> uh, last race to preview on Saturday is the St. Simon Stakes, the group three over the one mile, four furlongs, and Hamish is up at the top of the market for William Haggis, 5-4 to four on. Lone Eagle in there, 5-1 to one next best. Passion and Glory for Saeed and Holly Doyle, 11-2. to two. And old boy, Yukon Glenn, the nine-year-old at 12-1. to one. Um, Since Simon the one, Dan, you'll know this, who doesn't Sir Mark have the skin hanging up in his feed room or something? Like I'll yes. know, I'll yes. know this. You're his, oh, you're his best pal. Yeah. You'll know it. I, I, I saw that the other day. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. odd. Yeah, yeah it's weird. <laughs> the Mark sent me a letter. This I got it this morning, and it said, "My dear Vanessa." <laughs> what, uh, what, what would you rather have in your in your house? That dream, that shocking dream catcher thing that I've got in the shed, or St. Simon's skin? <laughs> I would be. I'd rather die than have one of those. St. Simon's skin. Honestly, oh, yeah, literally, yeah, yeah. Is <laughs> he got it in a centerpiece with fifty bulls head all around? Yeah, it's kind of like it's pinned it's in a up giant frame, in a, yeah. yeah, in a giant frame, and it's pinned up to, and like it's sort of all curling back on itself now. So it's hard to really decipher it, but it is. Yeah, I tell you, these two anyway, are the weirdest people. Perfectly like, normal behavior. Get in the real world, get on the piss, and you know, have, have pictures hanging up rather than skins of horses. No, it, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mind it being hung on a wall now. If you're kind of wearing it as a blanket that'd be a small bit it's it's like it's a frame (laughs) thing tony he's not just like going around snuggling up to it well Um, we don't know i'm gonna send him that dream catcher (laughs) vanessa you can film his reaction when he opens it i can just see in there that's a cigar he doesn't doesn't smoke cigars anymore up in a horse's food he doesn't smoke cigars anymore let's Uh, move on um dan who do you fancy in this? I, th- I think Hamish will probably just win. He's had a brilliant okay. season. His only defeat against Kiprios when he, he travelled really well. He, he's standing his racing better. I don't see any reason to oppose him. Okay, fine. Kevin, you please. Uh, <laughs> Hamish, yeah, look, he's probably going to win, but how passionate and glory was a fair alternative. Um, like he, He's not rated that far behind Hamish. You know, He's only the five pounds behind and he gets to read him. Um, thanks to Hamish's penalty, and if you if you isolate his form on softer than good, it um it, it reads quite well. So I suspect the conditions will suit, and uh, he might make a good go of of, of taking on Hamish. And if um if you're inclined towards a bit of each way thievery, and the eight holds up, um, he'll be a lovely option for you. Get Balaclava at the ready. Balaclava on TC. Um, up, yeah, I've had an early stab at Newton Glen at 18s. Uh, I'll back him if we get to the start and there's still eight there. I'll back him each way. I thought I was expecting him to go forward off a slow pace last time, um, but Mulrennan anchored him at the back and never got into the race, finishing fifth. Thought it was a bit of a shocking ride. Um, yeah, I mean, this horse, if it's really deep ground, this horse will love it. Um, he actually won this race in heavy ground a couple of years ago. I think you can forgive him a lot of his runs. Uh, uh, in handicap company this year when he's not had the rub of the green. Really good second to world champion. Now, I know I, I made the same argument before he finished fifth by Hayden Hamish last time, but like I said, I think a more a more positive ride on this horse 
he may well be the horse in travel for him last time, but I think he, he'll love this deep ground, bring his stamina into play. Obviously, he stays a lot further than the mile four. No, uh, you can, Glenn, I'll back that 18s and I'll be looking for when the each way market's up on Betfair, for, for the obvious reasons I always say about, about boring everybody. Uh, no, I, you can, Glenn, each way is probably the way I'll play this once, uh, once I can't lose the, the extra place once the exchange market's up. Okay. Old boy, you can, Glenn, for dare I say it, our older boy on this podcast. The perfect end for the show. He's even nodding away with that. Um, don't forget the offer that's with Betfair over the weekend, Friday and Saturday. Bet 10 on racing multiples and you get a free £10 bet on racing multiples. So get stuck into that. Available Friday and Saturday this weekend. Don't um, forget the Monster National, Vanessa. Don't forget oh, the Monster National. Sorry, sorry. I, of course, was going to forget the Monster National. Please, Kevin, give us your selection for Sunday. Um, I like Ain't That a Shame if he turns up. He's actually on, on the At The Races uh, jump season preview on Monday. I stuck him up as my, my handicapper to follow for the year. And um, and up he pops potentially in the Munster National. Um, I liked him quite a bit for the Kim Muir last season and it, it didn't work out at all at all. Um, I think he's a well-handicapped horse. Um, hand, this type of race, this type of you know handicap, big field, bit of cover, bit of pace in front of him will suit him. Um, I suspect there's a big one in him. Hopefully it'll be this Sunday. Um, I thought he could be one for something like, um, oh, what's it called now? Is it the Coral Gold Cup? What used to be the Labyrinth Trophy and what used to be the Hennessy? I think it's the Coral Gold Cup. Yeah, um, that's right. He could be one He could be one for that possibly, but oh. yeah, keep an eye on Ain't That a Shame. Okay, thank you very much. That's our Sunday selection. For Betfair, the fun is in the fairness. Fair means power to the players. It means a way to play where you're in control. That's why we've created online tools that allow you to manage your spending with deposit limits, give yourself a safety net by setting a limit on losses, or get a reminder to take a timeout if you need a break. To learn more, go to safergambling.betfair.com. Uh, it's just nap time, guys. Um... TC, we'll come to you first. Who's your nap of the weekend? I've had a, I've had a fair few bets already, actually. Yeah. Uh, I probably won't have any more. Um, oh. Gray's Monument oh. at Newbury. Oh, oh, oh no. no, you've stolen my oh, Great. Are you allowed to, uh, Does it work that you're allowed to... Oh, we can. At this stage of the season, I think we can. Didn't stop the racing post in the NAPS competition, did they? Oh! <laughs> no, naughty. Uh, Kevin, I'll be sure Some sweet, sweet justice <laughs> with the way that played out. <laughs> do you want to go? Do you want to join TC or do you want to go elsewhere? I, I do. It was my intention. and They, all, they always say, never change your mind. Grey's okay. Monument win only. Uh, it, that's right, yeah, go in there. It's God, Grey's Monument going off get... on the weave front. Get in there. <laughs> Grey's Monument is going to get smashed in the bedding. Dan, where are you landing? Um, we didn't mention it at the time, just because it was Okay, apologies, I missed you out there. No, it's fine, V. I have to to say, Vanessa, just before you wrap up, a little little bit disappointed with all of you and your your, your talents for perception because nobody noticed. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. It's been sitting there all along. Fresh, fresh from outlasting Liz Truss as the Prime Prime Minister uh, of your wonderful country. Now, the next next challenge, the next challenge for this lettuce 
is to outlast my patience for field sizes in National Hunt Racing. Who will win? Lettuce or Kev's patience? I, I, I thought it was a out. syrup. I thought it was I, a yeah, syrup. I, 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 I didn't mention it because I, I don't think that was his hair. What was your nap, Vanessa? Uh, I don't have a nap for today, for this weekend. I haven't put up a single selection. Well, right. minus 10 then. Minus Give us a Wolverhampton winner quickly. It's not minus 10. That is so unfair. That is so unfair. <laughs> No, I'm not having that TC. I'm just staying level. I haven't gone through the card in enough depth because I was focusing too much on Wolverhampton. Well, you are taking the leaf out of the racing post book there, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Have, a, oh. have a few quid on the letters, Vanessa, because my patience with National Hunt Fields is notoriously short. Thanks, Kev. Thanks. Okay, will do. Right, look, that wraps up the show. Barry's going to get more and more irate with us. Um, thank you, as ever, boys. This has been fun. Good luck this weekend. Thank you all very much for listening. And do not forget to please gamble responsibly. <laughs> <laughs>